to your feet and let's worship our God. Here we go. Worship our God this morning. Come on, sing this one thing. This one thing I'm asking. This one thing I need. A moment. A moment. This passing is not what I'm seeking. Yeah. I can see every breathing. I want to praise His feet on the earth. Heart sing to Oh, his love for me. 
Surround, overflow. 
welcome here in this place today. God, we thank you for your spirit dwelling among us. God, wherever two or more are gathered, there you are also. God, we tune our hearts to what you want to do in us today. We make space for you to come and move. God, we commit this time to you and we give you all glory, honor, and praise. And everybody said, come on, everybody said amen. Man, it's a great day to be in church with you. We're so glad that you've joined us. Why don't you step out from your seat today, welcome somebody to church, and tell them who you want to see in the Super Bowl in a few weeks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church. Did you get all your Super Bowl picks out there? How many Saints fans do we have in the house? Thank you, Nate. You're the one that's standing out for me there. Hey, I'm pulling for the Saints. You know, I've got my roots in Louisiana a little bit, so I'm pulling for the Saints. And I think we need to think of it like Old Testament. The Saints are playing the Rams, you know. In the old... Okay, maybe not. That's not even biblical. Don't even listen to that. Hey, we are glad you are here this morning. I'm very, I'm one of the associate pastors here, and we are excited for the start we've had this morning in worship. God is in this place, and we're excited that you came and joined us today in worship. If this is your first time, we've got a connect card in the seat back in front of you. In the next few moments, as we go through the worship guide, if you'll fill that out, it'll give us an opportunity to give you some great information about our church and how we might can partner with you on your spiritual journey. If you've been coming for a while and you're interested in learning more about the vision of the church to go farther and further faster, you have an opportunity. It's a class just for you. It's called Growth Track, and you can see the information there in your bulletin. Look online, find out how you can sign up and be a part of that. Well, make sure you take a look at the worship guide. There's a lot of great activities going up. We're going to highlight a few of them, but we're only three weeks away from Night to Shine. I know you guys are excited about that. Night to Shine is a prom that we hold for those that have special needs in the community. We have over 700 signed up. They're going to be kings and queens that night. We're going to honor and celebrate them. And over this last week, we've had an opportunity to do one of the, the pre-serving uh, opportunities that we have with a dress fitting where the ladies come and they pick out their dresses, prom dresses. So that happened here on the South Campus on Friday and Saturday. And over the last four years, Susan Newbern has led the charge. I want to invite her up. Let's give her a warm welcome as she comes to celebrate what happened even on Friday and Saturday. So welcome, Susan. We'd love to hear what everything that was happening. All right. I tell you what, my heart is still so full from spending two full days with some beautiful queens in God's family. They were just beautiful. But um, Pastor had asked me yesterday when he stopped by to, to join in the event for a little while, I was sharing a couple of stories with him, and he said, I want you to tell the people, so many of these stories, the seeds were planted four years ago, and each year, story after story continues to come. Yesterday, we had a young lady that had came every year, picked out her dress, her mom brought her, and she would leave with a huge smile on her face. Yesterday, she had her, her assistant had helped her. She came, and she had tried on every dress that was available in her size. And her assistant came to me, and she said, Susan, I don't know what to do. She said, she's tried everything on. There's nothing here that fits her, and it's breaking my heart to send her out without a dress. And I said, well, I have this card in my pocket. Have her mom take a picture of it, and maybe she can go by this shop and find a dress. And so Rachel said, okay, but I'm going to take one more swipe. This was a God-ordained Holy Spirit speaking. She said, I'm going to take one more swipe down the rack. 
So she walked back over to the rack, and hanging on the rack was a dress. We have no idea where it came from, where it was at for the whole three hours previous, but she took the dress off the rack. She showed it to the girl. Her face lit up. She tried it on. It fit her perfect. She walked out of there with a huge smile on her face, ready to go to prom. Our God cares about the tiniest detail. He wants these girls to feel loved and special. And, and this weekend starts that out. And you are a part of it with your support. Thank you so much. Another story that we found out that actually happened last year. But a couple weeks ago, Pastor Justin received a call from a mom who said, I want to tell you that the dress fittings saved my daughter's life. Last year, she came to our dress fitting. She's an adult, so she dresses herself. But the assistant was helping her try on dresses, and they discovered a lump on her breast. So they went home, and after the event, she went to the doctor, and she was diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer. She underwent chemotherapy and radiation. And yesterday... Bobby came and got her a dress for this year's prom. Praise God. He is good. Thank you so much for loving on these kids. That's God. Amazing how just an opportunity to be involved in an outreach like this can, can bring about life change like that. And he actually saved her life that she came and, and was a part of that. God is so good. Hey, many of you were involved in serving on Friday and Saturday. We want to recognize you. We want to celebrate some, the dream team that served on the dress fitting. So if you served in any capacity for that, would you stand so we can just give you a hand for the hard work that you did the last two days? Over here. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Amazing job. Amazing job back back there god is good hey we are in a season that we're calling the best year yet full signal i want to invite the ushers forward as i share the last announcement of the day we're going to continue in the 21 days of prayer this week we're finishing up the third week and so i invite you on either campus on monday morning tomorrow morning we're going to be meeting at 6 30 we're going to have a time of corporate prayer we're going to have some personal prayer and you are invited to be a part of what god is doing through these 21 days of prayer and fasting that have been going on here at the church but we've been doing that as part of the series and as part of the focus that we had in this new year of best year yet and many of you have been a part of the table groups on Wednesday night and this Wednesday night is a special family service that we're going to have here in the auditorium and I know you're going to want to be a part of that we're going to have a different schedule where everybody's in here and so you'll want to know that Robert Madu is going to be with us that night Many of you have heard him speak before. He's a powerful speaker. He's going to bring an encouraging word to us and I know God's going to move as only he can and can and that's her. Excuse me. Excuse me. So God is at work, and I, make sure you invite folks. Make sure you get as many people as, as you can out to celebrate what God's going to do on Wednesday night. There's going to be a powerful time of worship. There's going to be a powerful message, and I know that God's going to move in our altar time as well on Wednesday night. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we continue in our worship. Lord, I thank you this morning for the opportunity we have to give. I thank you, God, as we give good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Your blessings will overtake us and will overtake the ministry of this church, God, as we serve neighbors and nations. Uh, let what is given today be multiplied for kingdom effectiveness, God. And we thank you for our opportunity to be a part of that. In Jesus' name, amen.
I've heard now for the third time the stories of what is happening through the ministry of you to Night to Shine. And we do a lot of things here. We provide backpacks. We do a carnival that's the largest in the whole county uh, when it comes to the Easter season. We do the joyride where we give away bikes. And these stories keep coming out of those efforts, out of that love that's getting poured out from this church. So when you hear a story like the young lady where there was no dress and it was getting very uncomfortable and the Holy Spirit provided. When you hear about a mom calling and saying, it saved my daughter's life. Because we do this all the time, maybe those things, if we aren't careful, just become routine. Ladies and gentlemen, the family of the assembly, would you join me and let's give God praise for what he's doing. Come on, stand. Stand and give God praise. We're talking about people, their lives are being saved. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Remain standing, everyone. Let's dial our hearts in. There's a word for us here today. The journey is anchored in Romans 12, 1 and 2. And let's read it out loud. Okay, let's fill this room with the word of God. Let's begin. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. Place it before God. Embracing what God does for you is continue. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you. Quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level. God brings the best, here it is, develops well-formed maturity in you. God, we are challenged by your word. Our hearts are open and our minds are ready. We see that it's about every day, every part of every day. It's about being transformed, not going with the flow. The result a well-formed maturity, a life that is living up to the calling, to the purpose, to the person that you have saved us to be. You're going to speak to all of us today. I pray from the youngest person to the oldest. I pray, Lord, from one side to the other that no one would find it easy to disconnect from this message and what you want to show us and what you want to do in this place. Lord, you're going to respond as the word is preached. And I thank you in advance for what you're going to do in us. And thank you again for what you're doing through the life of this church. Everybody said, one more time, let's give the Lord praise for what is doing in our lives. Amen. You may be seated. I'm sure you've had the experience of landing on a flight, you had come to your destination, and the announcement was made. You can now 
once again, use your phones. And so you turn them on, and immediately it starts searching for a connection. For those of us who need to um, recognize what the Lord's trying to do in us and actually turn our phones off to begin with, this sermon could relate. But all of it, whether you turn it off or it just comes back into that place of service, you experience your phone searching for a signal. As the, the Lord put this passage of scripture on my heart, started showing me the deep and lasting change that's a result of following the journey that it presents. Simultaneously was the use of that experience of my phone searching for a signal. And God said, that's it. That's a way to make it memorable. That's a way that this could stay in front of us from now on. Because just as this phone is made to search for a network, you and I are made to search for connection. And that connection is defined by our maker. It's very clear. You and I are designed to search and find connection with God and with people. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, God said, it is not good that man should be alone. Adam had God and a perfect environment, but God recognized there was more. And so he added people. It's not that God's not enough. It's that in God's plan for us, he wanted people to be a very primary factor. The God factor is clear. When you study how Moses was encountered by God through a burning bush, God trying to be in the presence of Moses. When you study like the portable tabernacle, God called the tent of meeting, trying to meet with his people. The actual temple where the glory of God was so strong, God was so strong in that temple that people couldn't even stand. They just fell on their faces in honor and reverence of the presence of God. These efforts of God to get into the life of his people so that the connection could be realized. Come into Matthew and God becomes a man. He becomes a human. He takes on flesh so that he can relate, so that the connection could be made. He chooses 12. says, we're going to do every day together. You're going to watch me. You're going to listen. We're going to interact. We're going to grow in this relationship. Three years into that, at age 33, Jesus gives his life on a cross. He dies, rises again, and 40 days later, he's with about 100 and, or about 500 people, and he ascends. And he tells them, you wait in the upper room. 120 were willing to wait. And in the upper room, according to Acts chapter 2, the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, was poured out so that this one who had come alongside people can now be embedded in the heart of humanity. This is an overwhelming, amazing reality. The moment you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Jesus takes up residence within you by the presence of the Holy Spirit. That God Almighty would not be content 
to be on a throne who could just be contacted through prayer, but he would want to dwell in you every moment of every day. That's a God expressing the connection. You're made to connect with God. Now, what's true about that reality is I didn't have to tell you that. It may take explanation so that you know what it is you're seeking, but woven into the fabric of the human experience is that awareness, something's missing. There's a vacancy. It's called a a God vacuum. God has put eternity in our hearts. God has made us and wired us in such a way that we are on a search. We may need an explanation that it's God that we're searching for. But you know what it is to long, to pursue. Sometimes we make some of the worst decisions in connecting with people and things that complicate the journey, that mess up our lives. You are designed by God to search for that connection. I got good news for you today. If you open your heart to this truth, you will find that you don't have to go looking for him, that this very service is evidence. He has come looking for you. He has come to connect with you. If you'll open your heart, he'll change you today. Let's give him praise for that. Amen. Then secondly, he's made us to connect with people. When a baby is born, here's what we know. If that baby is not given love and connection, it's just given food and shelter. That as that baby grows up, science can show us the wiring in the brain of a child that is not loved and connected with is different than a child that is. Science can show us that the brain of a a child that has no connection will end up being smaller than the one that has that loving connection. And it doesn't stop with childhood. That's true right up through the end of our days. God has wired you and me in such a way that we are on a search and we need God and we need the right people in our lives. There was a Navy SEAL, I read his story and I love reading stories about them. Uh, talked about one mission that they, he and his team were sent on. They jumped out of an airplane that was at 40,000 feet. That just blows my mind. 40,000 feet. I don't want to jump from here to there. 40,000 feet. So they're going to come through that, that oxygen level. They have scuba gear on because ultimately they're going to land in the ocean. And land in the ocean they did. It had been an intense two days, and the mission they were on was to overtake one of Saddam Hussein's ships. They were well in advance of that ship's approach. So they just went to the bottom of the ocean and took a nap. And I don't even want to jump to right there. Like, just blows my mind, and at the right time, changing into the right gear, They ascended, mounted that ship, took that ship over. He writes, we took it to a holding place and then went and had lunch. Like it was just another day. (laughs) Right. He also wrote that 
the most intense week of his life was the final week of training to qualify to be a Navy SEAL. And that in the training, he was assigned like everyone else, a buddy. He said he was making the final swim and if he could make it to the shore, he would complete the training and he would become. His lifelong dream was to be a Navy SEAL and it would happen. He said about 100 yards offshore, his body locked up. He was done. The sleep deprivation, how fatigued he was, how cold the water was, his body just locked up. And he said, I watched in a moment as my dream of becoming a Navy SEAL was not only going to be lost, I was going to die. And he said, but out on the shore was his buddy. And his buddy locked eyes with him and said, go. He said, I can't explain it. What was invisible and immaterial became a physical reality in my body. He said, that encouragement from my buddy did something. And I was able to keep swimming and make it to the shore. I believe that captures what God is saying about the role of people in our lives. There can be such a significance in the role of others that though their word of encouragement is quite immaterial, it becomes a physical reality and you pick up an energy, motivation, passion, perseverance that you didn't have before the power of another. Here's what Paul said, Philippians 1. Would you see these words? For I know that through the prayers and God's provision, notice your prayers, through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what's happened to me, and he was really struggling at that point. He said, what has happened to me is going to turn out for my deliverance. Paul could have easily said, God's with me. Times are tough, but I have the supply of the Holy Spirit I'll be okay. Paul said, I have the provision of the Holy Spirit and I have you. I have your prayers. And because of God and you, I am picking up a confidence and faith that I will be delivered. It's God and people. Let me show it to you from 2 Corinthians 7 verse 6. And this is message prayer phrase. Then the God who lifts up the downcast lifted our heads and our hearts with the arrival of Titus. God was at work and he was at work through Titus. It's the Titus connection. Now, let me open up and I just want you to see uh, the context of this because it will help you to realize the significance. This is what comes before that verse. For when we came to Macedonia, we had no rest. We were harassed at every turn. We had conflicts on the outside and fears within. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Wow. And not only by his coming, but also 
by the comfort you had given him. He told us about your longing for us, your deep sorrow for what we were going through, and your ardent concern. And notice how he concludes. He says, so that my joy was greater than ever. He starts out saying, had more conflict than ever, but through the work of God and people, he ended up saying that became a time and a place of greater joy than ever. Church, we are made like this phone to connect, except for us, it's a connection with God and with people. Take your phone with me for a second, if it's, if it's handy. Uh, how many bars do you have? Man, the signal's getting weaker. In the first service, I had two bars. At one time, I had three. Right now, I have one. What do you have? You have three? But you have, Gabe, you have two? Parker, you have one? Who's your network? What? Metro. Well, you may need to get AT&T, bro. Uh, <laughs> I just tease. So I'm sitting here with one bar. Uh, it, it looks like there's two. Hold it up like Simba. Uh, I have connection, but it's limited. I have connection, but it's not full. And I pray that every time you see those bars, that you'll be reminded of what I'm about to tell you. I'm about to identify what is universal. It's true for everyone in this room. You're in one of four places. And we're going to work through those. And as it identifies where we are, we will know how to respond. Here's the first of the four. No connection. No connection is isolation. It's where there's no meaning for life. There's no energy for life. It's not only a place of discouragement. It can be a place of very real depression. When you isolate from God and others, then the only voice you hear is your own. And when you're isolated and discouraged and you only hear your voice, that becomes very unhealthy. No connection then there's the next place. It's bad connection. When you're discouraged because of the isolation, sometimes you may say to yourself, I'm, I'm changing this. But because you haven't connected with God, the connection you make with people is a bad connection. The way you know it is that when you are apart from those people or that person, you feel shame, guilt, inferiority. Either you can't live up to their standard. Or you know it's just not the alignment that you should have. Third place is fake connection. When there's no connection, there's isolation or bad connection. There can be so much pain that you want to medicate yourself. I call it a fake connection because once the fun wears off, of medicating yourself, once the good side wears off, the feeling side wears off, you realize you're, you're not just back to the same place, you've given some of yourself away. It's a fake connection. It's a pseudo connection. This is where 
You might binge drink or binge eat, use pornography, drugs, and it even complicates the issue. The fourth place is full signal. It's real connection. It's where you found a healthy relationship with God and with others. And here your life is fueled and fulfilled. This is where there's vitality, not perfection or not comfort even. It's where like Paul, you could say, it's more stressful now than before. But there's the greatest joy at work in my life because of God and you. It's where you pick up that Titus connection. Paul was despairing in 2 Corinthians 7. And the arrival, just the arrival of Titus lifted his heart and lifted his head. You you can't, this is where you can't see that. But it is so real that once it occurs, you're not the person you used to be. Now, we're dynamic. It could be that one day you feel rather isolated, but you recognize that. And before the day's over, you've reestablished that surrender and that connection with God and with people. It could be that you're sitting in this room and your love for God's cooled off. You're disconnected. You also see the results of that with what's happening with the relationships around you. But you today, through a prayer of surrender, could reestablish. It's not like you go from no connection and you have to make your way there. No, we're, we're dynamic. Just like your phone can go from no connection to full in a moment. It's the same with us. This happens to me at times speaking. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching and speaking to you and I'm looking at you and I'm saying, oh, this is not connecting. And I start having an out-of-body experience. I should work a signal where you will know when it's happening. But this is the way it plays. I'm sitting here speaking to you and I'm going, this isn't good. And it's like this out-of-body experience happens where there's another me standing here going, look, this is horrible. Look at these people. They are not with you. And then I talk back and say, but the Bible says, be not dismayed by their faces. (laughs) And he says, I'm just telling you, they've disconnected. You should land this plane, shut this down. Let them go eat. Like, give them relief, man. This is horrible. And I go, it is horrible. They're dialed out. They're checking Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. They're creating Snapchat. They're going, can you believe how horrible this is? God help us all. May he lose his voice right now. (laughs) And and I go, man, I'm a horrible speaker. This is terrible. And so I like, I'm going to isolate. And when I isolate, I'm going to order a large pizza and I'm going to eat every single piece It kind of sounds fun, though, doesn't it? <laughs> That's why we do this. So we can, we can, we're dynamic. We can kind of go the range. We can go the range. Henry Cloud, he's pretty renowned as an author and psychologist. He loves Jesus. He's helped so many of us through his books. 
helped so many people through his counseling. A renowned surgeon on the East Coast contacted him and said, I really need to see you. He said, my life is pretty jacked up. He said, I've had more affairs than I care to admit. This most recent one, my wife has caught me. He said, it looks like I've blown it. Our marriage is over. However, she's saying she would be willing to try to put it back together. I know I am. So I've been writing a plan of moving to reconciliation and beyond to the marriage we really both desire. But I want you to look at it. I want your input. So he sat down and spent almost a day with Henry Cloud. And as he's reading his plan, he goes, uh, here's my opinion. You're setting yourself up by this plan for a repeat performance. And the surgeon, you know, he's a smart guy. And he's like, I've worked on this. What do you mean? And so Henry Cloud, being a smart guy, said, well, let's use the heart as an example. He goes, you got a couple pipes coming in and a couple going out. And he goes, the pipes coming into your spiritual heart, they're clogged. And if you don't get some input, you can't live up to the output. He said, look at your plan. It's all you. This is all self-help. And he goes, if you're going to live up to the things on this plan, which are really good things, you're going to have to have some input. God changes us from the inside out. So we can readily recognize what he has for us. And through God working, transforming us, we then can be and do what we're supposed to be and do. And he said, so let's, let's rewrite this. And they rewrote the plan. And what was interesting is when the surgeon went home, part of the plan was 12 hours a week in the context of right people who would speak into his life. So just know this is a very busy guy. I guess as busy as most anyone would be. And he was able to find 12 hours a week. One of those hours was meeting with a counselor, a godly counselor. Other hours were sitting in group settings like we're having on Wednesday night where he could have relationships with godly people And in the context of God and people, he would have a plan that could work. He worked that plan. And let me just pause and tell you, the whole reason we're on this journey, the reason we have branded it with these these cell phone bars is so that you could evaluate and you could realize it's a journey, it's a process, and you can come this Wednesday into this room for the family experience with Robert Madu, and then we're going to be right back at the round tables on Wednesday night. You can go to a class before this service starts. You can come to a group on Monday night. And the reason we do those is because we know God's designed us in such a way as to connect with him and others. We need that. So I make that available to you, not just so we can have a lot of church activity, but so we can really be healthy. So this guy goes home and he works the plan. And a year later, he and his wife go back and sit down with Henry Cloud. 
and they give this story, we're at our best place yet. This has been, listen, our best year yet. Why? Because he realized where he was. He surrendered and recognized the role of God and people. God breathed life into you. And God has taken up residence in you. There is a God life in you. At the same time, there is this necessity of the right people. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your Savior. I make you this promise. Study ever, every other world religion. Study them all. And none of them, not one, will address this issue of your need for God and people. The gospel does because the author of the gospel is the creator of your life. And if you turn to him, this process can start. I feel like I want to be that buddy on the shore. And I want to lock eyes with someone whose life is locked up. And you're worn out. You've done all you can do. And you're going down. And I want to lock eyes with you and say, come on. Come to this altar. And even in those words, though they are immaterial, something begins to happen in your life. And worship team, you can come. To where there's a sense of hope that rises out of the hopelessness. There's a sense of promise in all that is so unpromising around you. And if that is happening in you, it is because God has designed you in such a way to connect with him. And maybe today was just my day to be that person standing in the intersection of your future saying, you can make it. You can change. I want to show you these, these bars. I'm going to give you some words. First of all is isolation. Secondly, I want you to see this. Guilt, shame. Thirdly, addiction. Number four is victory. The surgeon had isolated himself, gotten involved in bad connections. He feels guilty for it, but he's addicted. And he wanted real connection. He wanted victory. So he reached out to a brother. And God and that brother helped him get on a new path. I was recently called in to help a friend who is also a phenomenal leader whose life had just driven right off in the ditch. I was called in to help sort it out and see what, what the future might look like. And I looked at my friend, Caleb, like I'm looking at you. And this was my question. I said, where are you? 
We gotta start there. And that's my question to you today. Where are you? With your eyes closed, you already know the answer to that question. I know by the confirmation in my spirit right now that God is here. I know that by the truth of his word, but I also know it because I sense it, sense it. I, I literally feel the presence of God in this place. He's here. God's here. It's God on the shore saying, come on. It'll start changing the atmosphere of your heart, your thinking, like Paul, with the arrival of a friend, it lifted his head, his heart, his thinking, and his spirit. Right now, the Holy Spirit is putting an energy and a hope in you that you didn't have when you came in. If you recognize today that you're lacking that real connection, a full signal life, I don't need to know that it's isolation. I don't need to know if it's bad connection. I don't need to know if it's addiction. I just want you to be honest if it's not a real connection that you have. And if you want to move from wherever you are to that real connection, would you just lift your hand right now? Be quick about it. That's it. Be quick about it. So good. Stand with me, everybody. Not just those that lift their hands. Everybody's standing. Man, the Holy Spirit is moving in this place. I want you to sing this for us, team. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. Let's talk about the atmosphere changing. The atmosphere is changing now. Here's the reason. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. Evidence is all around that the Spirit of the Lord is here. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all Spirit of the Lord The evidence, though it's immaterial and invisible, the evidence is what's happening in your heart right now. It's like you know you're not even who you were 10 minutes ago. If you lifted your hand, or you should have lifted your hand, as we sing this again, I want you to find the nearest aisle. And you're coming to this altar like that Navy SEAL coming to the shore. It's going to be a new zone and a new season and a new level of power and relationship. Come as we sing it again. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. Yes, you are. 
Yes, you are. The evidence is all so true. That the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord. See, this is just the love of God drawing people. Keep coming today. The evidence is all that the Spirit of the Lord is here. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence. The evidence is all around. Thank you, Jesus. That the Spirit of the Lord is here. Sing overflow. Overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us. Yes, God. You're the reason we came. To encounter your love, your love surrounds us. Overflow, overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love, your love surrounds us. You're the reason we came to encounter your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the evidence in our heart of your presence. It's so loving. It is so powerful. It is so hopeful. And we thank you. We thank you for the prayers of others. This is everything that you've made us to be right here in this moment. As these who have come are praying, this is the kind of atmosphere where you're saying, I just want more of him, more of him. There's a call in your heart to seek him. I would love for you to come. Just stand in his presence around the front here and we'll seek the Lord together. So as we sing this again, about the atmosphere, talking about our heart. If you just feel a drawing for more of Jesus, you're invited to come. And then once everybody's responded, we'll pray together again. The atmosphere is now. That's it. That's the Lord drawing you down the here spirit today. More of Jesus. More of Jesus. More of Jesus. The evidence is all around. Yes, God. That the Spirit of the Lord is here. The atmosphere. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. 
time of worship I I feel a leading to just say to somebody the hurt in your life it created so many questions for you about God and people and it's making it hard for you to embrace this moment I plead with you today please know God is not the author of the confusion in your life God didn't and never will hurt you. People are people and they can do things that you never thought. And the enemy would love for you to lose your faith in God and to mark people off. And it'll leave you isolated. Even now in this worship experience, the greatest description is you're just disconnected when you've been created for connection everything in me just wants to help you wants you to know the love of God and if you would just open your heart you don't have to get to him he's he's here he's come to you open that door of your heart because the Lord's knocking 
you're that person that's going down and God's saying, open the door, let me in. I feel this, it's so real to me. And if, if this is coming to you, for you, you are more than welcome to come forward, however best for you to open your heart. It's just, you can't leave here the way you came in. God is saying to you, he can take you to the real connection. So as we sing this again, if that's you, just respond. I wish you would come so that we can pray together. Just reach out to him as we sing this. Come today. Overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us. You're the reason we came to encounter your love. Your love surrounds us. Overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us. You're the reason we came to encounter your love. Your love surrounds us. Spirit, Spirit of God. Come on, let's lift our hands in this presence.
recognize how that's happened in your heart. In the spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The evidence is all that the spirit of the Lord. Just one more time. The atmosphere is changing now. For the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. Thank you, Jesus. The spirit of the Lord is here. Give him a clap offering of praise today. Come on, let him know your gratitude. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, really give him praise. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Celebrate the power and the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Tomorrow morning at 6.30, right here and at the Rose District, if that's more convenient. We will be praying. We'll be praying in our personal time and together. We will be praying, just getting into that real connection for the day. God, give us this day. We will be doing that again Tuesday and Wednesday, and we're gonna pray right into Wednesday night. And I don't want you to miss it. And I want you to bring somebody. And our goal is for lives to be changed, for us all to be together, in the presence of God. That's the reason we'll worship. That's the reason we've invited Robert Madu. Just God use this, this plan so that we can experience you. I hope you'll be here. I love you. Have the best afternoon, everyone. You're dismissed.